I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to bowl a kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 2022. Can you believe that, Lynette? I cannot, but I'm happy to be here. That's some bullshit right there. Uh, I'm happy we did it because that was a lot. That was a doozy. Exactly, exactly. So on this show, on the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. <laughs> so Chris is out today, but uh, he said he might come in. We'll see. Um, look, he might come through stepping on in, you know, in his suits and shit. He be dressing up now. He got on his show like he big time. Oh, look he at him. Like he, looking like a producer and shit. Like he got some money. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's killing me. Um, anyway, so if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. Forgive me. It's been a minute since I've heard how to pronounce your last name. I, Oh, Tushel. Tushel. Mm-hmm. I know. Look, look, Siri gets it wrong. Let's get her every Lynette Tushel. Got it. All right. Y'all heard it from here. <laughs> Writer, actress, producer, pimp girl herself. Hey. <laughs> In here doing big things. What's up, little sis? Oh, what's up? Welcome to the show. I got the pimp intro. I love it. Yes, of course. No. Gotta I'm... give you the OG status. Appreciate With your little young 13-year-old self. I'll oh, see you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to the show. Um, let's just jump on into the show. Tell people where you're from, sure. you know, and how you got into the game. Man, first, I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. It's just good to see your face. Indeed. <laughs> I know we've seen each other in it's, person I, for a minute. This is like such a thing, seeing people, if people you actually want to see. Right, you know, right, right. Good. But uh, let's see, I'm from PG County, Maryland. Okay. I usually tell people from LA, D.C., because that just easy. Makes the most sense. Exactly. Yes. I'm 10 minutes from D.C., right. y'all. Um, <clears throat> And I went she to adjacent, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> right, DC adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from uh, PG County, Maryland, which is Prince George's County, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And um, went to Howard, basically spent my, my entire childhood between, you know, Washington, DC, and Maryland, and was uh, always among the majority. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny because I meet a lot of people out here where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you right. know, it's, that's, that's not my story. I was always surrounded by black excellence. Mm-hmm. In PG County, in DC, Chocolate City, right. uh, especially back then. And I graduated from Howard University. Okay, what you study? What I studied uh, BFA uh, theater, fine, fine, fine arts. <laughs> Which we gonna get into in a minute because I'm gonna tell you some shit. But go ahead. Go. Ooh, I'm ready for it. No, no, no. It's, it's all good. I know a theater actor a mile away, away, and I knew that you was a theater actor. That's I'm a I'm a theater snob. So oh, okay, anyway, good, yes. good, 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 okay, good stuff. So then, mm-hmm. yeah, with the Howard, it was a. Uh, um, still, I'm a member of Diva Incorporated, which is Divine Intelligent Versatile Artist, a society for women in the arts. Okay. Love that. Got a lot of my sisters out here. Mm-hmm. And then right after, uh, I didn't wait too long. I jumped right into mm-hmm. the scene. Uh, right after graduation, I think I gave it uh, six months or so. 
Now, did, did you always know you wanted to act, by the way? How oh, did... it was a countdown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mama had a countdown on you. You just ain't just, just hamming it up, huh? I don't like to surprise people. Right. I'm just like, hey, I think when I booked uh, Dorothy and The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. in um, elementary school, I got off that stage and I was like, mama, we going places. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I think of home, bitch, yeah, I'm just to get you. I think of this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's been a countdown for a long time. Right. You know, in terms of always knowing I was going to come out here and act. Everything else kept evolving. Mm-hmm. But that's always been the countdown. So when I said bye, you know, there were tears, but there was oh, a yeah. surprise. But see, that's, that's the thing that, like I said, I was telling you offline. That's one of the things, that, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on <clears throat> is I tell... I'll, I'll use actors as, as an example. I tell actors all the time, you can't just act. Yeah. And the reason I say that, you know how I started writing? Huh. An Oscar-winning actress, I was working on a movie with them, said to me, so Hilliard, what are you going to do? Uh-huh. I was like, about what? So like, you can't just act. Mm. Now, this is her first movie she was executive producing. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Well, by the time our conversation was over, she was basically telling me, I see the future. The future is not just acting. Mm-hmm. The future is being in charge. Mm-hmm. The future is having a voice. Come on. Right? Like, huh? Come like, on. Hello, uh, don't, 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 let me, don't make me do it again. <laughs> 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 she preached. You know what I mean? And it stuck with me. I didn't yeah. quite understand. Mm-hmm. But she did tell me. The last thing she said was, be open to change. Wow. You know, because I came in just like you, came in to be an actor. I didn't, never thought I would write, never thought I would direct, okay. never yep. thought I would produce, any of that shit. But opportunities started coming, and I just started saying yes. Yeah. You know, and I realized, well, I mean, turns all on me just, no, just to help you. Give it, give it to me. <laughs> but, but what happened was this. I wrote it, so I sit, sat down and wrote the script I told her I was going to, well, always wanted to do. She encouraged me. I came back home. I was sitting at the coffee shop, which is what I did, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I met a writer friend of mine, and we started talking. He was like, here's Final Draft. And I was like, what's that? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now uh, I've been acting since I was 12. You know, this was, I was 30, maybe 30, 31 at the time. And um, so this is like the early 2000s. You, you, you weren't even born then. Oh, and so, to the young, the 13-year-old self. <laughs> and long story short, so I took it home, and you know us. We've been reading scripts since we was kids. Yeah. So I just looked. I had I had told her the whole story, and I was like, "Fade in, mm-hmm. exterior London, 1964." Ooh. And I went, and I started. Oh, I knew it was going. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's all right. I start, I was like, I never want to do it again. But this is what I felt, and I bet you could relate to this. You know, I mean, crying and check. Here's what. It, here's what it was. That feeling you have. When you know you're in, in that scene with that actor, when you get to walk to your mm-hmm. to your trailer, mm-hmm. you know, all that shit is how I felt when I was writing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't have to wait five or six times a year for that? Come on. I can get in every day? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I never need to do that again. And and between you and I, the only time I miss acting is when I go see a Broadway show or something. Oh, okay. Because I, I was mean, a triple threat. I could sing, yeah, I could dance, yeah. or whatever. It's so, like people <clears> here, though, that have never seen a Broadway show. Crazy. It's amazing. So crazy. even the... The, the experience of theater, I mean, there's definitely some good theater mm-hmm. here. It's just not, it's it's not the same way that we, you know, we have access on the East Coast. You right. know, for, for sure. And so it, it, it is something to be said about that feeling that you get. And you don't even know why. It's just kind of like you get a chance to purge, mm-hmm. you know, when you're an audience member in a Broadway <clears throat> production. And whatever was dead in you wakes up. 
I think at that I, moment. Yeah, and I think I can relate to that because, like, people ask me all the time, "Do you miss acting?" I'm like, I never miss it unless I go see Hamilton. Uh-huh. You know, right, 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 right. unless I go see something, something where there's some role. I'm like, man, if I could be Aaron Burr, I would do that butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. I feel for me, like, my passion has always and will all. Like, I love, I love acting. Like, I love watching actors, I love watching their process, mm-hmm. and I love all of it, and to, to what you were saying is, I realize that I get to have that even more mm-hmm. when I'm writing, because it's one thing that, like, to know the story you want to tell, mm-hmm. and to, push, push, just oh, and to basically yeah. kind of just hear the words in your head, right. you know, how you feel that they're going to be interpreted, mm-hmm. but it's something totally transformational when you hear the intention that, that you might have had uh, reinterpreted by an actor. Right. And then you realize sometimes uh, when you're working with really good talent, you know, mm-hmm. that's interpreting the, the words that you have on the page, you're like, yes, I did write that. And that was <laughs> yes, that's like exactly that, what yeah. I meant. And that was better than what I thought, too. Exactly. Yes, that's yes. The, and that's what I love. <clears throat> that's what I love about actors. I love when I'm in that place, being able to elevate the words mm-hmm. and, and live it. And, you know, like take what they want. I, I, a lot of great directors will always say that uh, the words are the blueprint. You want to understand them, you want to live them, you want to study them, but it's the blueprint. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all the extra seasoning right. and that spice. You still need to move along somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I enjoy being a part <clears throat> on both sides right. of that process. Because, I mean, and, and one thing that's helpful, too, is I'm sure you've been on the other side of casting sometimes, mm-hmm. obviously, right? <laughs> Hundreds of them, unfortunately, so yes. even hearing <clears throat> several different interpretations of the exact same words right. and then going, that's it. Mm-hmm. that's the one and, and I'm glad you just brought up the casting thing because I tell actors all the time I'm sure you have too now that you're producing and you see things differently you start to go man I, I thought I was going to get that role I see why they didn't give it to you you start to see the truth yes and why it had nothing to do with my performance had nothing to do with what I was wearing that day had nothing to do with any of that mm-hmm. that bitch was three inches taller than me yes. And she matched Will Smith, whatever the thing is. And they will likely fight for you right. when you walk outside of the room because right. you can't because, you know, you were three inches too short. But right. they're going to say this, but I had this other thing. Always. Always. And that's the lesson I tell actors. You See, y'all need to be hanging out with the casting directors going, hey, can I come in and just read? Read. Because you will be surprised. You will start to see. And they'll let you sit there while they're working out who's going to get the callbacks. Yeah. And who's, yeah. Especially with the, if, you're, if you're in the um, producer session, you really get to learn some shit. Man, you know what I mean? I'm a walking testimony to that. I know that I definitely, I've booked several times mm-hmm. as a reader. In the beginning, mm-hmm. I was a reader often for, uh, for Phaedra Harris. Uh, Phaedra, oh, yeah, Phaedra. Phaedra would always pull me in. She said, hey, baby girl, I need you to come in. And I'm like, all right, uh, what time tomorrow? Damn. <laughs> and said, All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I remember that was when when I was I was around her a lot. She brought me into a lot of sessions, mm-hmm. and I would just read against really talented people and just see how they would move. Right. And I would hear, most importantly, the conversation mm. that would happen mm-hmm. when they would leave. And I would also see <clears throat> rewrites notes being made right there in the room because mm-hmm. some actor came in and did something brilliant right. and they were like, you know what, let's go ahead and change that. Yes. You know, and yes. so just seeing how all that worked, it just empowered me so much because I was like, ha, huh, mm-hmm. I don't have to go home and stress out and they didn't call mm-hmm. or they did call but then they released and somebody else would have right. got it. And, right. You know, all those types of things. It takes the pressure off of you. It takes the pressure off yeah, of you. It's not like, personal. It's not. 
Right. And and the more you understand that, as you know, the more power you have to just go in, give it what you got, leave it on the stage, mm-hmm. and in our cases, oftentimes, leave it on the page, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and keep it pushing. So and, and that's what I always tell actors all the time. I'm like, look, your job as much, and I wonder if you can relate to this, kind of what you were just saying a moment ago, as much as you want the job, your job really is to go in and show them how great you are mm-hmm. and how good you are and how easy you are to work with and all that stuff and how quick you take notes and all that so that I mm-hmm. go, man, she would have been perfect, but damn, episode three, we're going to do that thing. We're going to bring her in for that. That's the best. You know what I mean? We don't forget. So we think we do. Yeah. You think because you didn't get it that uh-huh. we forgot you and you were horrible. No, bitch. But you booked the room. Yes, you, you put that's exactly yeah. that, that's a book. Yeah, that's a, that's a t-shirt right there. Look, book the room, yes, right? Yes. yes, So you go in and you book the room, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I've done it for people. Like I've done it when working on some of my own things. I'll see somebody come in, and they're not right, right. for for the part, or they're too big, or they're but they're really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, this character, I'll write, I'll write for this character, mm. and then you end up creating something for somebody. That well, what, what if they had a best friend? What if they right, went up? Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. the dialogue evolves uh-huh. and the character, you know, even becomes more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and more nuanced exactly. and more layered. Exactly. Exactly. So, but see, that's being, um, so, so check this out. So we're going we to be jumping a lot. This that's is why we're called the rant room. So we just having a conversation. <laughs> so I've been listening to the new Will Smith book. It is so fucking empowering. I cannot wait. I haven't started. I gotta confess. I know. I, I listen and I and I get in my car and I'm like, I need to play my music. But I get in the car and I'm like, I'm I gotta I gotta turn it back on again. Like I'm addicted to hear him tell these stories about how you can improve your life and success and the things he went through with Jada and Bob. Oh my god! It's so me right now. I, I can't explain. He's committed to that right so, now so. at this point in his life, just being naked, mm-hmm. just really stripping and right. then giving. And I haven't even heard just from what I see of mm-hmm. him since he. I think what over the last he does year, a lot of those little spots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like probably like the last mm-hmm. five six yeah. years, he's been yeah. social media king. And it's not because he's trying to be anything mm-hmm. other than himself and right. being okay with that. And there was one that he did. I remember uh, when he wasn't working out for a while and he came on looking like he had a pregnant belly. <laughs> right. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, how many A-list actors are doing <laughs> something like that <laughs> right. on social media? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, it's been empowering me because I'm at a stage where I have to kind of reinvent myself. Every couple of years, you got to kind of, over the last three years, I've been developing shows for all these big producers and stuff. Nothing sold. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back to TV again. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to have to go back to the level I was last time I left. That's mm-hmm. that's how TV works. Mm-hmm. Even though I've been creating shows, Six. signing deals to yeah. come in as, as an EP or a co-EP, but that's not how this TV works, yeah. you know what I mean? And so it's kind of like you, you could audition all you want, but they're like, well, has she done a lead on a national TV uh, show? Uh-huh. I, I know she's done it on her own stuff, mm-hmm. but I need to see. Hollywood is just fucked like that. <laughs> now, let it be a hit. Yeah, exactly. That's all it just said. It turned up one more notch. And then, and then boom. That's it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, because Hollywood, I mean, Hollywood, it's, it's getting better, but it still operates under the idea that you need the cosign. It's old fashioned. And, and it should, yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's something that we're proving time and time again, especially with all these young artists that are coming in and taking control of their careers right. beyond just being in front of the camera. You know, uh, when, when Issa Rae was doing her own mm-hmm. thing and it was her, Hollywood went checking, yep. but then it kept going. Yep. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, it was her own little thing, quote unquote, that they right. would, you know, try to put it under. But now that's an HBO thing. That's an HBO deal. Mm-hmm. That's, a, you know, 
Because they think, oh, she just has a black audience. Oh, when you get those numbers, clearly it's not just a black right. audience. Right. Some, some, right. Some Something happened. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that's, they, Hollywood's always a tad bit behind, but when they catch up, I mean, they, they catch up and they ride it. Exactly. So at that point, you want you want to have firm footing. You yeah. want to know what your vision is and mm-hmm. not be too influenced about what their vision is for you. Right, for sure. you've already been putting in the work. So you came out to L.A. Came to L.A. So... What was that like for you? Here, let me ask you a question. So here's, here's a little funny thing. So I always ask this to, not only ask it to everybody, but I'm going to ask it to you because I'm curious. How much money was in your pocket when you came out of <laughs> Let me see. Uh, when I came keep, to keep LA, it real. Keep it how real. Much, well, I didn't have as much money in my pocket, but I had a job lined up. Okay. So I had enough to ship my car and enough for about uh, two to three months of mm-hmm. rent. Okay, that's, that's what I had. It was like two to three months of rent and enough to just get my car where I had to go. Mm. And um, and I did have a job lined up, so that was helpful. Okay, so, so I came with I think I had about sixteen, seventeen hundred bucks. I had just gotten like a what do they call it when you get an accent and they give you a little bit of money. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, wow. Anyway, I just gotten a little bit of money, so okay. I I paid for all the shit that I needed to get myself <laughs> out of there, <laughs> right? Came to L.A., I stayed with my friend of mine who had an apartment on Rossmore. He was a manager of one of the really nice buildings. And his girlfriend lived downstairs, like one level below us. Uh-huh. So he was down there 90% of the time. So I had this beautiful, you know, big old condo thing to myself for like maybe three or four months. But I started feeling like, okay, Hill, you know, you need to do your shit. Mm-hmm. And I also, I don't know if you know this, I used to be a hairstylist. What? So, oh yeah, I still do probably five people a week. Just my friends. You know what I mean? My husband, my Got uncle, whatever. Got to have more than yeah. one thing. <laughs> Stud- <laughs> I studied under Vidal Sassoon. I mean, I can oh really... Oh, my gosh. You're the gift oh yeah. keeps giving. I'm like a precision <laughs> hair cutter. Anyway, so so here's the funny thing. So I got a job at... Uh, my, my initial thing was, oh, maybe I'll go to Jose Bear or somebody like that. You know, I was doing $80 haircuts or whatever. So I was like, I need to do some real shit. And I was like, did I come here to be a hairstylist? Uh-huh. Or did I come here to be an actor at the time? This is 1996, before you was born. <laughs> And so, <laughs> she still got a thumb in the mouth, y'all. Just ran, just screaming. <laughs> so, um, um, so I made the decision, calculated, I'm gonna get a job at Super Supercuts. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna work part time just so I have enough to pay my rent, and I'm gonna do this acting thing. Mm-hmm. And I think three months later, I was booked on. I thought one of the Power Rangers was like something. Something happened. I can so see you in Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because every every year, like they always like, like you know, we'd like to congratulate Hillary Guest on his birthday for the Power Rangers. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I ended up only doing one episode. It's supposed to be more. Okay. Um, but it looks like I did more based on the way they talk about it. Uh-huh. I only did one. Bit. Maybe the way they cut it too. You might be some flashbacks. You never know. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> um, anyway, so I ended up doing that and some other stuff and. And, you know, did that for years, just kept thinking that that was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And, and I'm, here's, here's my question for you. Um, how, how many years have you been out here now? It's been, I'm going on 11, 12. Okay, so about your age. Right. Oh, my God. Exactly. Your little young self. <laughs> All by yourself. <laughs> That's funny. I did, I did kind of, I thought I was moving by myself. One of my best friends at home says, like, no, I'm coming. She came. Yeah, and she oh, came. That's cute. 
and she hated it. So she moved back. You know, y'all East Coast folks are in love. Oh, too much of the customer service is wow. These people, I mean, just everything. So yeah. I mean, she loved me, couldn't do LA, and she moved back. But um, so I was, I had, I had a roommate mm-hmm. for what part of town were you guys in? I was in. This is look. I still don't know my way around. Mm-hmm. But this is what I really didn't. This was I was in Baldwin, not Hills. Mm-hmm. I was living. She's adjacent over there it too. It was like right? Park Baldwin. It was it huh. was this brand new. It was like near downtown kind of mm-hmm. um, nice gated community. You know how when you're at home shopping mm-hmm. while for LA where you're gonna live, right. you don't really know the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is cute. Oh, wow, this is really cute. <laughs> and it was supposed to be built exactly when I got here, right. and it wasn't. Uh, so I stayed on the couch at a friend and her boyfriend mm-hmm. for you know waiting, just waiting for it to be finished. But yeah, it was it was nice. It was a nice community. It was a rough community on the outside, right. but the inside was brand new. It's it was like USC, great. right? <laughs> just like USC. <laughs> yes, just like that. Sound of, surrounded by the rolling sixties, right there. Right? <laughs> yeah, I got out of power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. So you came to LA. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing that I always find fascinating: whether you're an actor, or writer, or director, or producer, whatever it is, you come to LA to do usually. Most people come be to L.A., you know, to, to do this business, and they get caught up in illusions of grandeur. Oh, man. <clears throat> so you come here and you think, now, when I was, now, here's, here's why I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. What was happening was I was getting roles, right, in San Francisco, but I was getting, like, the role that was, like, the best friend to Lorenz Tato, Omar Rapson, Makai Pfeiffer, whoever it was yeah, yeah. who came t- there to do the guest starring role. Yeah. You know, and I was like, there's no reason I couldn't have played that role, uh-huh. right? And it started frustrating me uh-huh. that that's what kept happening. And I, I realize it now as a producer, why? Yeah. But I didn't understand it as an actor. I just kept taking it personally. And had you not become a producer, yeah. you still might be asking those questions. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. yeah. And so, um, 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 so where I was going with that was for you, were you were you mainly mainly focused on theater at the time, or were there things that were happening 11, 12 years ago for you um, in film and TV, ah, you know, in I DC? See. So for me, uh, what's so funny is I didn't really <clears throat> get involved at all. There wasn't much of a film TV scene okay. in DC except at the time. Yeah, at, oh, right. at that time. Now mm-hmm. everything's different, but at that time, nothing that I was like, ah, I could make a living and a career, you know, okay. staying in DC. So my focus was theater. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. DC. And I was booking theater. I was I did some stuff at studio, uh, studio theater, a couple tours of Arena Stage. So I was moving and shaking in the in the theater mm-hmm. uh, area of DC. But what's really funny is I didn't know about the wire back then. And I remember You didn't know about that that's funny. I wasn't I mean, I never I watched the wire so late. Okay. You know, so 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 late. Mm-hmm. But I remember that was the only kind of thing you kinda of heard going on. In the DC, Maryland, Baltimore area. Everybody who was an actor was getting was a little roles. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Liar. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm sticking to the theater. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Right, right. But when I moved to LA, I moved because I said, you know what? The good thing about theater mm. is, if you are a 60 year old woman, you can play somebody 30 on a stage. Folks are in the rows and yep. the back. Like you can theater lives. Nobody's sitting there going, she ain't 30. Wait a minute. No, exactly. <laughs> so my, so my, my thing was, you know what? I've done theater. I love theater. And I want to always have theater as a part of my life. But right now, in my youth, mm-hmm. since I'm 13, <laughs> I said, I want to come out and I want to take advantage of everything that I can right. for television and film. And that way, I always have theater. Theater is mm-hmm. always, you know, a home. 
But TV and, and film, that's a nice vacation house right there. That's a nice. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I loved it. There were a lot of differences. A lot, you know, us theater people are so big. Mm-hmm. So, you know, certain <laughs> things that you learn that you don't always have to hit the back of the room in these auditions and that less is more. I mean, just lessons that you learn pretty quickly mm-hmm. when you're transitioning from a theater actor to film and TV. It's an easier transition, though. It is. You know, here's, here's Versus going the other way. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And I bet you can relate to this. So I told you, I've sat in a lot of casting sessions. Mm-hmm. And, and people are always like, really? You've done hundreds? I'm like, here's why. Because... You do an audition, especially if you're doing a big project and there's like all these different, I'm I'm counting all that shit, Mm -hmm. right? There might be 40 characters, right? right? And you read all these people who come in. It it, it happens easily that hundreds go by, right? So anyway, so what here's what happens is that um, actors come in, and I was telling you I'm a theater snob, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what happens. So they come in and... Nine times out of ten, I'm producing the project and somebody else is directing or whatever. I'll let them do their thing. And we have an understanding that if I have something, I'll let them do their thing. And then I'll go, oh, I have one little thing. Would you mind? Let me see if you can do this thing. And I do it intentionally. I just want to see. I'm going to be honest. I just want to see. Do you know your body? Uh, Right? mm -hmm. Do you understand the fundamentals of acting? So I might say something. The scene might be you just sitting there. Yeah. And, I'd be, and I might say, I know it says you're just sitting there. Yeah. Do me a favor. Around that line, around that line, mm-hmm. can you get up and go to the door and look out there and just see if your mother's still home before you come back and do whatever? Mm. Like, and I'll just say, like, go upstage and do blah, 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 blah. Yep. And they're looking at me like, what's upstage? Oh, man. It's shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I, yeah. I can't. Oh, I just went. I didn't even think I, about it. I, I, I just can't. <laughs> And, and so when I look at, when I tell you I'm a theater snob, when I'm looking at people's, you know, headshots and resumes, yeah. I'm looking to see, ooh, they were at ACT. Right, right. Ooh, they were at the Boston Globe. Ooh, they were at whatever. They don't know They got me. <laughs> they got me, right? Yeah. But if I see scene study class or whatever, scene study, I'm like, this is, I can't. It's, you know, but, 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 I'm not saying they're not good. Oh, no, but it's but, not even that they're not good. One thing I know is that when I first came, you know, about how we were saying how L.A. is kind of old Hollywood and things yes. like that. Um, you could have the best theater study, people that you've studied under, classes that you've taken. And they're like, yeah, but in L.A., like who? Yeah. Who in L.A.? Right. <laughs> exactly, know? right. And then you start patting, all right, well, let me check out this one. Uh-huh. Oh, this one, all right, I went to this one. So right. y'all recognize some of these? Exactly. That way you can go to this audition or this audition. Right. You realize Brad Pitt was in my class in New York, right? <laughs> that's, cool. that's cool. That's hilarious. But yeah, I, I do tend to be a little bit of a theater snob with shit like that. It's only because I. I know, especially in the indie world, which is where you and I are working yeah. right now as a producer. Yeah. It's so much harder for us to have time. Mm-hmm. So I don't have time to teach you. No. So that's why my snobbery comes out just a little bit uh-huh. in the casting process where somebody may have looked perfect, yeah. but I see the weakness. But that's what I love, mm-hmm. though, because I know what you're getting at. Like, we oftentimes in indie world, it's funny when you deal with somebody that's coming out of the system and they're like, man, we're such a fast shoot. You know, we only had 25 days. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Give me that bitch. What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a movie and I don't even want to tell you. Exactly. But it's when you have to move that fast, you want to have complete. Uh, confidence and not just your team being able to move that fast but that the actors are going to be able to 
take these notes, right. make these changes, go with these adjustments. Sometimes because of things that happen in Indie World, mm -hmm. there might be rewrites that happen day of or day before, and you want to know that you can trust Right. that this person isn't going to be like, I'm going to need to go consult with my <laughs> coach for, you know, for hours and I'll be back. You don't have the, you don't have the luxury right. of time. Right. And so it's fun for me when I'm acting. And I know it's crazy to say, but I prefer when there is not uh, time for the first audition. Mm -hmm. I prefer when they say, you know what, uh, it's very, very little bit of time. It kind of levels the playing field. Mm. There's only a little bit of time for everybody to prepare. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make choices and go off of your instinct. Your instinct I was about to say your instincts. Your instinct yeah. kicks When in. you have too much time to fuck around, uh -huh. you, start, you start questioning yourself. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I prefer it because then it's like, well, you see what my instincts are. We're starting there. Right. And now you want to know, can we redirect or can mm -hmm. we? Versus if everybody's got two weeks to prepare... Now it's kind of like, mm -hmm. okay, well, you, everybody's come to great choices, right. but what was this process like for you to get there? I need to know really quickly, <laughs> you know, sure. how, how quickly can you replicate this without, you know, the, the, with the coach and, you know, this person you got to mm -hmm. call and how many times did you have to run this? Because all those things are great, you know, and then you got to let them go. Right. So I, right. it's, it's good to know how people are quick. So I love that exercise that you have to do upstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just one of the scenarios that I use because I really, I could tell looking at your resume, oh, they've never done theater. Or at least it's not on their resume. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm a bit of a snob to an extent where I can tell if you can dance just looking at you. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> can I dance? Um, let me see. Ooh. Yeah, I would say... I think I think you can definitely move. I'm, I don't know what you're training. I haven't seen your actual resume for. Nah, I can get can down. You, can I you can train? Get down. You know what I mean. Um, I'm not. I'm not uh, <laughs> trained ballet or anything like that. But you know, uh, hip hop, modern okay. things like that. I remember one time I I was convinced that I could pass off as a tap dancer. I didn't have to <laughs> choose. <laughs> but it was the only thing that was between me and the role was a tap sequence, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm how they gonna know? <laughs> and I went up there. <laughs> Let me tell you, you can't fake that. No. I, I did my version of a slap dance, right. and they were like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> it's more body. Uh, I wanted to say body balance. Like there's something about the the because everything comes from the core. The core and there's the, an elegance. Yeah, there's something you know uh, about it when you can see somebody's trained to dance, to do it. Mm -hmm. right? Now, like my, 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 my producing partner is like former Alvin Ailey dancer. Oh, She's, you know, uh, um, a woman just, she just carries it yeah, everywhere yeah, she yeah. goes. <clears throat> and even though I trained, I didn't train in that way. Right. You know, so my training was much more, I mean, I was much more busy as a, as a, as a working hip hop dancer. Right who can do yeah. pirouettes and uh -huh. the splits uh -huh. and all that stuff because I came from musical theater exactly. and musical theater is much more jazzy and, and, and whatever. You, you can know. learn, you can learn exactly. how fair you can, you can do enough, right. you know, you can be really good at it. Or if not, if you have to just get through the dance numbers, you can right. do that in musical theater, but get more complicated right. than that. And, and luckily I came from the streets and, you know, from, you know, back in the day, in the early days of, of, of breakdance. And so I was part of yeah. that, that wave of kids who learned to really street dance. Oh, yeah. So you look at me and you think, oh, he's probably just, and then I hit it and, and I start to crump on you like, you can crump, like you can do it. I'm like, 
I still got it. Like, I still can hang with the kids if I wanted to, minus my bad legs. And, ah! and so, uh, like, I, I was, I was, in, I know we're jumping. I was, in, I was watching him on Friday in dance class at, at the at, at the gym where I go to. Because I used to be in, that's how I met my husband. I was in dance class, like, two a days, like, was four or five days. No, he okay. would just be, he'd be in there, like, on, on the treadmill. And where our gym is, you, it's, like, level. So they could, and the windows are, like, big. So they could see straight through and see us in there dancing. And so when it would end, um, the choreographer would always let me and my friend Tigar, who's one of um, um, J-Lo's dancers, um, he would let us do it after it's over so everybody can see how it's supposed to look. Oh, you know? okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I've danced for Hammer, like all kinds of stuff. So it's yeah. like, we can dance. And so we would add the spins and the boom, the click uh-huh. and the bop, bop. So you know? kept the rate of G in the class and then you gave them the ba Yeah, we take the shirts off and we would <laughs> blah, blah, look. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we'd be killing it. Um, okay. Um, anyway, so going to that, so that's why I, I was just curious to you about, about the casting mm-hmm. part for you, mm-hmm. like the things that you've learned. Let me ask you this. Let, let me jump right quick. Mm-hmm. What made you, I told you what happened to me and how I started producing, mm-hmm. right? What, how I started writing. What happened to you that made you go, fuck this. I need to, I need to, I need to, uh, be great and I need to create. Is that your little phrase? Oh, right. Don't wait, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't wait, great. Don't wait, great. <laughs> no, I mean, oof. Yeah, I did. I did have a moment, as as we all do, I'm sure. When we first come, it's just kind of like you feel like you've done everything up until the point where, when you arrive, you should be starting. Right. Because you're like that was <laughs> what the training was for. That mm-hmm. was what the BMA was for. You know, like you you put in all this time, right. but you ain't put in Hollywood time. You put in LA time, so <laughs> you got to start over. I got, you got a whole another ten, oh, ten thousand. You, know, you got a whole bunch of you. So it was, it was to the point where it's. I think I can't remember the word you used earlier, but. Um, when you said how when you were producing it wasn't like bitter or anything like that but it's just a moment where you feel I don't know if it's angst or anxiety Mm -hmm. or uh, I know for me one of my great teachers at Howard was always just like never look to your left or your right never look to your left Um, Mm -hmm. uh, comparison is the death of creativity it is comparison is the death of creativity and so once I found myself getting to the point where I'm like hmm now this person's got managed to get a good agent because they know that person and this you know and I'm looking at how these connections are being formed right. and I'm going but I really trained and I da 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 mm-hmm. I I I and so when it mm-hmm. got to the point where I was like well I am not <laughs> happy where I am waiting for my phone to ring right. waiting for this agent who uh, that I, I guess I figured was waiting for me when I got off the bus you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you go into this place where you're like you got to get out of the pity party. And you have to make things happen. And so for me, it, it really helps a lot. Um, helping, like I, like I said, being volunteering to be a reader. Volunteering to be like a reader on set mm-hmm. was definitely uh, exciting for me because that was when I met, uh, let me see, I met Phaedra Harris, as I mentioned, when I was coming on to the show called Bells. She was the, I was the only person that she did not know on that cast mm-hmm. because I got on a different way. Somebody else met me. Um, I was ended up as a consultant with Ed Weinberger and I came on that way. She met me and she saw something. She said, I don't know you. And, you know, mm-hmm. She's like, casting directors in Hollywood, it's a small circle. Mm-hmm. So she said, I don't know you. What's, what's your story? And I said, well, you know, I decided I wanted to stop stripping. Come to my class, come, I'm gonna bring you around. And so I started reading for her, mm-hmm. just kind of being there, being her her A one, you know, for for classes, and she would bring me to all these really great auditions. And I would find myself 
you know, um, writing certain things, adding on certain scenes, mm. not volunteering them, you know, mm-hmm. right there, but just things that I was being inspired to do. Right. And then there was one audition, um, uh, this, there was one of them where she ended up bringing in director Corey Grant, who I partnered with on so many things. I see now. that now. So many. I mean, our, our chemistry is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, when we write together, it's a lot of times we finish the piece and we go, yeah, what did you, what did I? <laughs> you right, know, you don't I, remember. I, yeah. yeah. And so. Um, that's, that's a good part. And, and so yes. it was so worked. I met him through one of her things. <clears throat> uh, he was casting a, another film at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had some suggestions, you know, and I was like, here, a couple samples. What about this? And he was like, oh, these are dope. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Paige was like, you know, she, she also acts. And I ended up auditioning. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I'm on this side of the table. <laughs> at another point, I'm on this side. Right. I'm also submitting writing samples. Mm-hmm. So all these things were happening until. I was able to just say, hey, I uh, sat down with him and we threw around ideas. And I think the first feature we wrote together, which was soon after we'd all um, collab in the, in the in casting, was probably Illicit. I think that was the first one that we said, let's take a stab at this. He mm-hmm. was like, I don't really write with anybody, but I know it would be great to have a dope female voice on mm-hmm. this. And, you know, and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And we did it and it was a success. And it's like you said, it was the rush that I felt when I was, was like, that's what was missing. Oh, that's what was missing. Right. It right. was, wow, there's power. You know, I don't have to say these, these words and these thoughts and these characters and, you know, for myself, mm-hmm. because I forget what the, what the verse is in the Bible, you know, your gifts is going to get taken away. <laughs> I just kind of share. <laughs> so I really started, I really, I really started honing my craft, mm-hmm. making sure that I was using all the proper programs, right. making sure I'm using my final draft, mm-hmm. making sure that there's nothing about this that would say amateur hour and reading scripts and, you know, and, and picking out the flaws and then and figuring out things and writing specs. Yeah. So just honing my instrument, honing my craft until it became just as seamless as me for acting. Mm-hmm. So then it's just kind of like depending on who who's met me where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Lynette, yeah, she's uh, she writes. Oh, yeah, Lynette, she produced such and such. Right. Oh, yeah, Lynette, she was in my. Mm-hmm. And so I answer the phone. I don't say Lynette, but I say, hey, Lynette's a show. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, it was it for me. So to answer your question, it was for me, the second that I started exerting myself and kind of refocusing that energy, that nervous uh, energy about what's going to happen and what's going to happen. Right. And I put it back into something creative. Even when I wasn't writing something specifically for me, mm-hmm. I started attracting everything. Everything started happening, mm-hmm. you know, on so many different levels. Like people mm-hmm. that now saw that I was in this space, like I have a, um, I have a meeting tomorrow. Well, I had a meeting tomorrow, but I booked something. But I had a meeting to, to <laughs> tomorrow that's going to be rescheduled for next week for another major uh, production nice. that wants to, you know, look through. A lot of my stuff, they brought me in. They've kind of been following what I'm doing. They're mm-hmm. like, wow, she's got a lot of stuff on her slate. Mm-hmm. Let's bring her back in now. Let's partner. And yeah. so I started getting different phone calls, you know, and, and, it, and it started being like, okay, well, could you come on and write on this and produce this? Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things when you're an indie producer, you have to learn how to produce nothing. And fast. And fast. Yes. And you have to make it not look like that. Right. Because there, is, a, there is an art to that. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, it kills me when I see certain people that skip yep. on, you know, I just want to see it on the screen. No matter how much money you have, I want to see it on the screen. I don't want to see talking heads mm-hmm. and, you know, people that don't move mm-hmm. and no, you know, you can be super imaginative and tell a compelling story without a lot of money, as you know. I, I, 
I talk about this a lot on my show in interviews and I'm on them interviewed a lot. <clears throat> I talk about how um, the, the, what makes you the greatest producer is thinking like a fish. Some of some of that movie I told you that I was working on was with an Oscar winning producer who treated me somebody it, it was during the time when they they could treat us however they wanted to treat us but I was I had no intention on on becoming somebody's assistant right but he gave me this chance and I was like I said I was going to do it so I know he asked me to go do this weird little job mm-hmm. what he taught me was this <clears throat> he's like a logistics fucking genius so here's my problem now so he would put me in situations like the karate kid uh-huh. where I'd be like, why am I doing this? I swear to God. Yeah, so yeah. here's what happens now. So I came home a month later after a month of every day, some new weird job he gave me. And I came home with this brain going, oh my God, I can't even look at things without thinking logistically on uh-huh, how to make it uh-huh. work. It's a sickness. It's bad. Oh, you can't stop it. <laughs> but it, when I started producing, mm-hmm. it put all the energy into it. Mm-hmm. So I started becoming this guy in demand, even even yeah. on the providers and stuff. You know, yeah. I know the perfect hotel. Yep. I know the whatever. Right? You know, and I started figuring these things out, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and so I started teaching other people. Yeah. They're like, "How did you get a star in your movie? How did you get?" Helena Hutchins. Uh-huh. How did you get whatever? And yeah. I started figuring out what was missing. Here's one of them. So say you wanted, let's jump into Helena Hutchins for a quick second. Right. right. But DP, everybody, you guys heard she just passed away. You know, a really sad situation there. Phenomenal. On the, phenomenal. We knew it. We So Denise Harkavy, we we were working on this project with her a few years, few years ago, this pilot. And... Um, um, and I want to talk about your audition too. We get into that, but let me jump to this right quick. <laughs> okay. And so, um, um, so she sent me her reel, mm-hmm. and I looked at it, and I said, "Okay." So I, there was like probably six or seven other people, mm-hmm. and I stopped on her, and I went, "Hmm, something. There's something. There's something. She's she's mm-hmm. dope. Mm-hmm. Like she has a serious eye." You see it. Well, the problem was, between you and I, she was expensive, uh-huh. and I was like, "Hmm." She's like, "We got to get her. We got to get her." I was like, "Let me talk to her." So I get on the phone with her, go over and meet with her. And here's here's the trick that I found. I hate to even call it a trick because it sounds like it's kind of crooked. It's just producership. Mm -hmm. So bear with me. Your job as a producer is to bring the budget down. Period. Right? So if you wanted your $750 a day and I only have $250, right? (laughs) I need to tell you why you have to do this project. Uh Uh-huh. So I proceeded to tell her, you have the most dopest, you know, um, real. Denise wants you. But let me give you a little bit again. Your real is missing one thing. You don't have nothing like this on your real. Mm -hmm. This is going to elevate your real to a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, and here's a couple moments you need. Right. So I gave her, you need a moment. You don't have a thing where there's like a chase scene with a car going, blah, blah. You don't have a moment where there's a sexy woman doing the blah, blah. You don't have this. And I sold her on how she would be willing to take a lower thing so that she got something and we got something. And it's that reciprocity. Exactly. It's literally, I think I just said something the other day. I mean, I just posted something so similar. It's crazy. It's the reciprocity. And I think that when, when you are a producer, what uh, somebody once said that actors make the best producers because mm-hmm. you're already 
immersed right. into so many different rooms, so many different people. Especially theater. Especially theater, yeah. Scott. And so it's like you're meeting all of the, the people that, that need to come together to make these things happen. Right. All the departments, all everything. All the departments. Yes. You, are, you are even, I mean, you're, now you're like, oh, well, what about this location? I now know this location guy. Mm-hmm. I know this scout. I know this UPM. I, and you're realizing, hmm, if I'm able to kind of harness this, you know, and, and, and keep tabs on everything I'm collecting, because mm-hmm. producers... We're collectors of all this information right. so that we can be an asset right. to the production, you know, when it's time. Mm-hmm. And then even with somebody like the fact that you sold her on what she needed, it's not crooked because she needed it. I just it. hated to sound, because you know. She, because yeah. I, I can't even <clears throat> imagine the roles that she would have gotten from the next person mm-hmm. that saw it. And then it's even easier for, you know, for her to go up. Right. On her rate. Right. You know, and so certain times like that, I know that for me, when I'm bringing in certain people and it's just like, look, I know your work. I know your body of work. I know mm-hmm. what you do. I know that you haven't played a role like this yet. That's because it. you're often typecast like this. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you like, that's cool. Right. However, I have something that I wrote for you or mm-hmm. I have something that I think that if we can collab on it, maybe you come in and you give me some more ideas if there's anything you want to lend to this character. Right. And now I'm giving something to you that you want. You're coming down to a rate that I can help production to move forward. And everybody's a winner because this could be the role that they say, oh, well, now this breaks the mold for the roles that we are casting this actor. And we've now seen that they can go. They're not just funny. Mm-hmm. They are, and you know, and now all the your trajectory changes, and that's because the, you slashed the rate, right? And that's the key to 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 being a really good producer, in in my opinion. Now, people always say, "Oh, well, what does a producer do?" It's like, well, what does it? <laughs> do you want to go down that track? <laughs> in the indie world, you got twenty hats, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but if you're smart, like you said, you'll get a strong line producer, strong UPM. You'll get these people in in the process to help you yes. make it easier. Because it used to be that I had all those hats and I was doing mm-hmm. everything. And now mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Exactly. So I'm not going out doing paperwork and, you know, working on Ooh. SAG stuff. I'm not, I bring in somebody to do that and I manage the process now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but you have to have understood what all that stuff was so you can have you those conversations. Go too. You have you to. to. You have to. People can tell you what can't work and what won't happen and how it right. will never. And you're like, oh, honey, I do this is, and then they're like, oh, right. sometimes you just have to be a guide to show another way. That way you can pass it on. Somebody else can pick it up and keep going. Yep. And it's just, and it's like you said, it's building a strong team. I feel like the reason that I've been able to keep ascending <clears throat> and being successful on, right. you know, projects, either that I'm a part of from the beginning or the middle or on his talent, it's just trusting. Right. It's trusting that the people that you have around you know what they're doing mm-hmm. and that they're fighting for you. Right. Because it's like it's it's hard enough to manage the movie pieces. If you have somebody there that doesn't want to be there, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you'd be better off spending a little bit more money and getting somebody dynamite so you don't have to redo. You know, we had a situation with the film once where we're trying to save a little bit more than we should have saved on sound. Mm-hmm. Lost about Ooh. you know <laughs> lost almost a almost a day. Mm. You know of, of usable you know production sound, and then you got to go back in gotta fix it so it's just making sure the people that you bring with you are strong right and then there's something in it for them because a lot of times your team will carry you you know what i mean if you get in a pinch and it's like we're not going to make this day now that you're with people that have been rocking with you from Mm -hmm. the beginning that you show loyalty to and when you get a bigger job you don't skip over them and bring them for that job you took a pick up for me i'm gonna put you on this one they have a budget then they're there to fight you know and so that's been 
that's when I, I think I, I learned more about how production works, obviously, from the other side than as an actor. So now when I go in and I just get to wear one hat, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I get to go in and just be and then be an observer. But have your but have your eyes open because, you know, God's will and whatever else you believe in, you will be able to have that level of production. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and, it's, and there's, it's on the way. And, and here's, here's the best thing that's come out of all these 30-something projects I've done now since is what it's done for me now is now, as, now I move into these network projects. Mm-hmm. It, it, I am, even though there's the only thing, here's, here's something I tell people, I was telling my agent this the other day. I was like, here's something you got to know. The only thing different between the projects I'm doing and then the network stuff, they have more money uh-huh. and there's more people and the turnaround mm-hmm. is faster. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I might shoot a project and six months later, we still ain't finished with it because the editor who's doing us a favor doesn't have time. Whatever the reason is, right? right. right? Whereas in that, you know, everybody's, it, boom, yeah. it's scheduled, right? And I said, I said, so don't assume that I don't know, mm-hmm. okay? I've done the post. I've done the whatever. Exactly. I get it, you know, sat in the ADR sessions, the looping. Mm-hmm. I get it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm an asset, Yep. Right. So you have to see me in that vein and just get me the meeting and they will quickly go, oh, he's not new to this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you can exactly. tell somebody you that's can tell. been doing, you, you, know, you know, in a matter of minutes. And I, and I do think that it's, it's a lot of times you don't know who's looking at you, but people are always watching. Always watching. And even like the like I mentioned, the phone calls that <clears> I've gotten <throat> over like the last couple of months have been extremely different hmm. than the phone calls that I've gotten, you know, for, right. for, the, for my time you know, in, in LA since I was, you know, 13. Right. But, <laughs> but it's, she's 16 I, now. That's all. She's exactly. 16. <laughs> but no, it's, it's been a lot. Um, a lot of majors have been reaching out and then now looking at my slate and now saying, well, how can we partner? Right. I'm interested in, you know, doors that were not opening. I will say it's, People are beginning to understand what you're saying about you can't come from an indie space mm-hmm. because of seeing what's happening mm-hmm. for people who are starting here and realizing you can transition into right. this into this major space. Right. And a lot of times what happens is people want to attach themselves to that before it gets to the point mm-hmm. where you can't afford, you know, mm-hmm. to you know, to, to get in bed with right. this person. And so I mean, even now, even with the, the last project I did, we did it on a small platform, mm-hmm. and the, just the, the networks that are reaching out now, we're waiting for legal stuff to finish, right. but I'm like, mind blown that, the, you know, that these, mm-hmm. this is the quality. We, we shot it in a way where it's equivalent and better than things that they have currently, okay. which is all people want to see is, can you produce work that looks like this? For sure. At the end of the day, nobody sure. wants to hear how much money you had. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. They, they all have their standards of what it would cost for them to do. They they do shows that they give $2 million an episode Period. to. What It, it and don't and, matter. And then half the budget could go to this producer, that could right. go to padding. It could yeah. go, I mean, it could go to wherever it goes. Yeah. But as long as it, if you see it on the screen, yeah. and that's the difference. If you have a $2 million budget and you're uh, somebody in the indie space, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money. We don't yep. have to work with $2 million. Dude. We don't need $2 million to do. <laughs> no. And, and, and it's often <laughs> funny when you look at some mm-hmm. people pulling out the hair. I don't know if we can make it with $2 million. Ah, we're going to have to lose some things. And then you're like, I'm going to give you the show. And I'm also going to try to shoot something else that maybe I can sell and package yep. it with you with this same yep. money. Right. So it's. 
Yeah. A friend friend of mine is on a show that does $10 million an episode, and they're always over budget. I'm like, how? I don't even under... I don't even get it whatsoever, especially with that. It's a big machine, too. You think they'd have figured it out by now? I'm like, somewhere in there, something special effects, something ain't right. Uh (laughs) You know what I mean? I've been with a shut that shit down. (laughs) 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 We we going to to Taiwan or some shit. Y'all fucking up. These are things I don't even want you to bring up because everybody's happy. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Everybody's eating. So I want to talk about um, you as an actress. Forgive me, I don't remember how I remember how we met. Do you? Okay, so I must have met you through Scotch. Oh, oh, that's right. right. We met on Faux Show. Faux Show, because that was before. Yes. Okay. Yes, so, that's yeah. it. That's I met, it. and that's so funny. You talk about hanging out on Faux Show. Okay, Tiffany so, Haddish. Hello. <laughs> Kim <laughs> Cole. Kim Cole. Great everybody. Show. Oh, we had a great time on that show. Mm-hmm. I was I was in a coffee shop mm-hmm. writing. Uh, writing on some project, uh, you know, in, you know, in LA, all, the coffee shops. Until you have your office, that's your office. That's your office. So I was in a coffee shop in Hollywood. I want to say it was like Sabor. Okay. I think it was Sabor. And this guy says, "Hey, I don't know what uh what what you what, what you're doing over there, but I just have a feeling about you." And I'm thinking, hmm. "Oh Lord, I <laughs> you know me, <laughs> Where's your in quotes office? That's hilarious. <laughs> so he's like, no, no, nothing shady. I'm working on something, and this was some of Pojo. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I have this one part that I'm writing, and I looked over at you, and I just feel like, are you an actor? I feel like you would be great. Would no. you mind? That's how I met Scott. Shout out to Scott Ellis Lauren, y'all. Shout out. <laughs> and that's how, uh, with, with Pojo, how that's we how it, okay. So, yeah, just, that's funny. just, again, creating work had me meet somebody that brought me onto a show that led me to you. So, trip this. So, here's the funny thing. So, and that was all improv pretty much. I mean, I think y'all had a line or so. Y'all just, it was all improv. So, this is pre Tiffany Haddish, the superstar, like a year before. I was saying, this was like she was on. Yeah, she had just booked something else, but it didn't start shooting yet or something, if I recall. Yeah, Keanu came. It was was somewhere around there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Keanu. And it was before um, Girls Trip. Oh, for sure. And so, so here's the thing. Um, um, so here's the funny thing. So we 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 did this shoot. It's a cute little show we did. I mean, you could you could see it online. It's called Faux Show. F A U X S H O W, and stars Tiffany Haddish. You know, Eric Alexander, Kim Coles, you, and all those people. And so um, and so I produced this project with him, and and. Um, so here's the funny thing. So I remember we were shooting that scene with us, and I'm driving the van with Tiffany Haddish. Yes. And yes. <laughs> me and Tiffany were sitting in the car, in the truck, talking while you guys were, you know, every time they would cut, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we would verse and we'd do whatever. So we were going to run you over, I think is what it yes, was. Yes, right? we were going to run me over. Right. This is fun to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to look real as fuck, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway... Um, so Tiffany and I were sitting in, in, in the van and we were just in there just cracking up having a ball and I turned my camera on and started shooting her as she was acting silly oh, okay. just just like, like 16, 17 second spots or whatever uh-huh. and I came across it Thursday wow I'd forgotten about it for a long time now m- one of my best friends Rob Warnoff is a, is a writer and he wrote a show about um, 
the um, foster care system mm. um, from, oh. the, from the point of view of the kids. Wow. It's dope. And so he and I have been talking about this project for probably 10 years, and I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. He keeps getting, it's like him and Blair Underwood, because Blair has his daughter, his sister, who's whatever. And so it keeps getting close, going down. So, well, they, he was working on Madam C.J. Walker with Tiffany. Uh-huh. He reached out to Blair. was like, Blair, hey, man, why don't you hit up? And he was like, oh, yeah, but... Two days later, they were meeting with Tiffany, and boom. She was like, let's do this thing. I mean, and why right. wouldn't she? Like, that's the perfect platform yeah. for her to, to, to be able to give back to them. Right. I mean, and I know she's that she's got a heart for, for those kids right. because of, you know, everything she's been through. That's been through perfect. it. And that's so, alignment right there. So so he keeps going. He keeps promising. As soon as we get this show, you're in my room. You're in my room. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. So this morning, he texts me going, guess what? We finally got together with Tiffany on Friday. We pitched it to blah, 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 blah. We go out next week. We're finally hitting like four or five different things, and Tiffany's swearing that we are doing this thing. Ah. We, she's putting her money on it that they are going to fucking do the show. I was like, bet, bet. So it's just funny that that all circles yeah. around in like a weird, <laughs> you know what I mean? It is crazy. Shout out to Tiffany, man. Oh, my God. The last project I did, she um, because she doesn't always – she doesn't speak when she does things, you know, for people. She just oh, yeah. kind of does, you mm-hmm. know, under the radar. And I was shooting um, <clears throat> my latest project. It's called Angie's Cure. And, man, I'm that, another story. I'm dope poster, too. That's oh, dope. Thanks. Yes. I'm so incredibly excited for it because mm-hmm. of the piece that it is and because of the, the transformational. It's, it's current. It's super current. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's one of those things where we just got the exact cast. Tell everybody what it's about. Oh, Okay. All right, and then I'm going to bring it back to yeah, 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 yeah. the so, so Angie's Cures is um, it's a, it's a piece. It's kind of like a, a coming of age story where it's a young girl. She's a good she's a good girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she you know she goes to a party at the urging of her friends because she's Miss SAT prep. You know, <laughs> and so she goes for a night out, and it's all taking place in LA um, about maybe a, the 10, 12 years ago. And you know, at that party, things unfold, and basically, it's it's a bad night at the party for her, and yep. and because of that night. Her views on men, things, you know, everything shifts. Like the the bright light starts to dim completely, right. and then it's a great trailer. It's so, a great trailer. Thank yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So we're going. She goes. She goes through trauma. You know, there's a lot that she's working through, and a lot of times, which is why you said it's current. We don't talk about those things, yep. even still. Not in the black community specifically. We don't talk about it. Yes. You know, and it's like we deal with it, and yes. we or we think we're dealing with it until something happens mm-hmm. that's really, really triggering that awakens all those things that have been suppressed that you thought you dealt with. Right. And, you know, and so that's what happens in this story. Uh, there's a chance for her she fights back. to, 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 to fight <laughs> yes. back, you know, on, you know, yes. on a different level. Mm-hmm. And what I really love about it is uh, you, when you, just as soon as you think you know where it's going and you really can uh, sympathize with her journey and what she's going through, you realize all the pieces that went wrong in everybody's life around her. Mm that brought them all to these places mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, it's, it's we can say you're the hero, you're the victim, right. you're the, but this piece, it just shows, you know, from the mother, from the people in the community that stand in the gap, mm-hmm. uh, Denise Boutte is going to play something that she's never played. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see, yes. you know, people's response to her. <clears throat> Essence kills it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Yeah, I see you got some thing. people in there. Like she, I mean, it's it's something. And it, again, it's because it spoke to right. it spoke to them, and it also was things they hadn't done. But I say that to say we're shooting it. We're still shooting it. You know, we've got a budget. Granted, it's still indie. Okay. You know, so we're we're making the most of every single thing. We're pulling our relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm calling on people. We ended up shooting um, 
my hair girl, uh, you mentioned Supercuts earlier. Mm. I've known her since she was Supercuts. <laughs> and now she does production hair, you know, That's all hilarious. these things. But she, the, the person who trained her, owns uh, hair salons. One of the few black guys out in the Englewood area that, okay. that owns salons, uh, Kenneth, and gave us, you know, his space. Nice. And so we were able to use a lot of the That's get that production value. Got get you that go. production value. Yep. And uh, <laughs> shout out to him. I think he said the last thing they shot there was... Uh, uh, goodness, Janet Jackson and, and uh, Tupac, the way back. Oh my God, poetic justice. Yeah, poetic justice that's like right. the mm-hmm. in, in that shop. So, that's good, that's good. So um, I say that to say, you know, we're, we're looking for houses, we're looking for places to hold talent, for extras, you know, getting everything situated. And at one point, um, uh, Dion Wynn, who is a, a good friend and another uh, producer that I lo- love to reach out to, she's a makeup artist, a turn producer, she's doing her thing, mm-hmm. but she's been Tiffany's long-term Makeup oh, okay. artist, mm-hmm. and so she reached out and said, "You can use my place." She told Tiffany what we were doing. Tiffany calls and says, "Oh, they need extras holdings." Well, I have a house over here, mm. and I have a spot over here. Well, and she said, uh, "Yeah, just tell them they can use these locations. I'll send somebody over." Mm. Didn't have to. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like we we very briefly just kind of mm. checked in. I'm just like, "Congrats," you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. She sees what we're doing, and right. she says, "I want to help." Doesn't ask for praise. I love it doesn't mention it just gives mm-hmm. them FaceTime y'all good <laughs> I love it so I mean it, it's one of those things you stay out here long enough the cream rises the cream rises the people yep. that are putting in the work mm-hmm. they they come back around full circle and most of the people that are making things happen are out here shouting about what they're making happen right. you know they're just they are doing the deed it's like it, so so many people I know come in this office and they sit down here or fucking Zoom, whatever you meet people on now, <laughs> and right, they're like, "Oh, I'm doing this thing." And blah blah blah. A year later, check in. Oh, I'm still doing that thing. I don't have time for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and that's the the reason I was telling you offline. One of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show is I've been secretly sitting back, watching, going, "Look at little head over here just doing oh, shit." Oh, that's my big bro. Watching, <laughs> because like you said, folks be watching, mm-hmm. right? Somebody's watching me. Oh, for sure. You feel me? And so, matter of fact, there's a there's a big producer who I've been following, but they didn't know I was following them. And all of a sudden, like, what was it, like Wednesday, they sent me like a Facebook um, request to friend. I was like, this person, they know me, like they know my name. It's weird. A big TV producer. And Thursday night, I posted this photo of me and my husband went to go see um, Everybody Talking About Jamie, the musical. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. And... He hits me a DM going, hey, you guys were at the show? We were literally in the same row you were. I saw you, but I didn't know that was you, and blah, blah, blah. I would have totally came over and said hello, and this and this. So I'm only saying that to say you never know who's watching or who's in your your peripheral, whatever you call it. And so you should always be on and ready, you know, for whatever it is that comes. Um, It's funny how that, that's a a beautiful story. I'm, I'm glad to see that she... And I'm not surprised, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That is a story she relates to, mm-hmm. you know, in so many ways, I'm sure. Um, so I, I hope she gets to see the trailer, too, if yeah. she hasn't yet. Yeah, because, well, we haven't, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. We haven't released yet. Okay. We're still working through, you know, right. um, where it's landed, where we've got some stuff that's that's going on now. Hopefully, next time I talk to you, I can okay. make some announcements about it. But, um, no problem. But, yeah, so I, that one was for you, and that's our, our working in-house trail for sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you got to have something. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be like, well, we're going to be ready in a month. It, you ain't going to look cute. Because it's like what you said. Yeah. You know, it's just I'm still doing the thing. A lot yeah. of times people are still doing the thing because they don't prepare as though they are going to get to where they're going. Correct. So it's like 
if you believe, just like that uh, that person told you on that set all those years mm. ago, are, are you going to do it? Like, check, do what you say you're going to do. Yep. And then when people check back around and you've done that, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're a rare breed. Yep. Even if it's not great. That's, you did it's, it. it's that you finish the thing. Finish. You will learn and grow and, and move on to the next thing. Yep. And, and, and yourself as a producer. So we were talking earlier about the difference between, you know, what producers do. And I always say this. So people come in here. I'm using like when the Rona isn't going on. Right. When the Rona ain't. <laughs> or they fucking want to Zoom with me, whatever. Right, right, right. Dude, I got this project. I'd love for you to come on and produce, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we're looking for, you know, just like a million, two million, whatever to do this thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, here's the problem. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm not the producer who goes out and raises money. I'm the producer you bring in to help you put the team together to help you go, what are our resources? Let's gather together. Oh, I got a friend. Remember that whole thing at the church? We could shoot it over here. Remember that thing over here with the store? My husband's friend owns this cool little whatever. I'm that dude. You know what I mean? Who helped you put the resource. You know what? I think we can get a star in it. Let me tell you how we're going to do it. We're going to do this. Right? Blah, 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 blah. And so um, those are the things that I do. I'm always trying to figure out like you said, how can we make this thing go from a hundred grand mm-hmm. to looking like we shot it for a million dollars? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or ten grand, whatever the fuck it is. Right. I want it to look like it costs some money. Yeah. And so I'm always telling writers, don't. Here's here's a problem that happens. I'm sure you've seen this a lot too. I think I know. So you get you got me talking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the ram room, yeah. Welcome to the ram room. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the problem. Here's what happens. Most writers write the project. And go, how are we going to shoot this thing on a boat? No, no. I go, let's get a team together. <laughs> Lynette, let's get a team together, right? Yeah. All right. What are we trying to do? We want to do a cool thriller. Okay, okay. bet, right? What Just spitballing here. Right. What are the resources we have? Right now. So here's what happens. Most people forget, and I always tell them, start in your own neighborhood, uh-huh. right? I can't tell you how many things I've shot in different neighborhoods because somebody went, oh, I did know the guy with the little bookstore. I forgot about that, right? Mm-hmm. They don't realize they actually know people. You don't know what you know. I think your job as a producer <clears throat> is to finally start. Remember how you said something about uh, you heard it and then you couldn't unhear it with yes. the wax on, wax off? Yes. Once you realize that all these things are for a reason, yes. you start absorbing the yes. information. You're not just letting it run through you anymore. Right. It's just kind of like, wait a minute. I go in a place and I'm like, I mean, I'm sure it's a curse at this point. It's just like, oh, God, this would be great. Mm-hmm. If we could you can't stop. Yeah. You can't turn it off. <laughs> you can't. As a writer or producer, yes. you're like, okay, this production value. Now you're looking yes. at budget. Right. And then you're like, but this, I could write something really intimate right here and it would land. Because mm-hmm. people don't normally put scenes like Yes, and so it just everywhere. And then you start going, how could how where how we set up base camp? Yeah, actors could be over there. You start to do all that, and I I make I make the joke every time. Every time I have a meeting with the showrunner or anybody, I tell them the story about what happened and how this this thing is like locked in my head with how to produce. And I said, right now, if we were having this meeting in your office, I would have walked in there and went, how could we shoot this? Uh I can't help it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I literally would have thought of it. And so what I've become. And I'm not sure how you work on your set because you're in this, a lot of your scenes as an actor a lot, I'm sure. Um, and maybe you just trust your director and he's super dope, Corey, and all that shit. But let me just let me just finish my thought. So I work as the third eye to whoever right. is directing. As you saw, even with Denise and I'm sitting there by based by the um, video village and I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want me in a room, mm-hmm. I'm coming in a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to uh-huh. see... I want you to see okay. there's been a couple of scenes that they didn't want us in. And I was like, no, bitch, I'm the producer. Uh-huh. I need to see this 
to make sure we're doing this thing or you need an extension cord that goes out there with the, I need to see yeah. that we're doing what we said we was going to do not because my ego is bigger than you because I want to make sure that we're getting all the money that we said we yes. were going to do we're squeezing everything every out. single dime of it and so I can't tell you how many times I saw things and I went <laughs> here's the problem and because I direct too yes I have a really good eye mm-hmm. now I'm not like my friend Chris, who's like Mr. Cinephile, but I know what's good and what's not. Mm -hmm. And I can help you. And I will literally, I didn't say hardly anything to Denise, Mm -hmm. as an example. Mm -hmm. But when I did, I'd pull her aside and I'd go, I have a suggestion. I want you to watch them. Let's play it back. Tell me what you see. I'm helping them. I'm not going, did you see? Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm going, let's play it back. I want you to see this right quick. And they'll play it back and her and Helena. And I'll be like, what do you see? Uh It looks fine to me. I said, Let's look at it again. Mm-hmm. You see how you shot that thing? If you had just dipped just a little bit lower, now we see, see all those beautiful lights right there? Yeah. Just give it more texture. It just looks flat. Yeah. Right? Little shit like that. That's when I speak. Yeah. Now, otherwise, because, never. Yeah, because then you, because what you do, you, you don't want to be what we hate, which is, you know, as soon as right. the people, have, you know, on, a, on certain budgets where they don't have another job other than to stick somebody else there right. that doesn't necessarily even know <clears throat> what the people mm-hmm. around you know, but just to be a voice. You're speaking and you're making sure that it's shifting right. something for the better or you're letting them have their space and then you're offering a suggestion. And a lot of times it's warranted because it's like once they work through their process, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, now what is it? What else can we do? It's right. your building. It's a team. And it, and it happens on every single shoot. Yeah. That, that and usually I'm shooting for days and days, yeah. but it, you'll, you'll be shooting, and at some point I'll do that, mm-hmm. and here's what happens every single time. They'll go like this. And, like, is it okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll look back. They'll look back, and I'll That's give them a right. thumbs up, you know, as I'm sitting there looking at Vino yeah. Village. And, and the trust has become yes. there, you yes. know what I mean? Yes. And so that's one thing. But here's another thing I was going to say. When I told Helena, and I wish she was here so we could talk about this story, when I told Helena um, that one of the scenes was a scene where, I'm forgetting the character's name, forgive me, the, um, the, the female pimp oh. is running outside of the hotel. Yeah, yeah. I said, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. You need oh, that moment. Oh, Guess yeah. what's on her reel? And that's the one that made it. Yep. Matter of fact, I was looking at 2020 and there it was on the screen. I was wow. like, oh, shit. And you know, I've since yep. booked her for another, yeah, I fought for her for, mm-hmm. uh, for another project. Um, uh, this was when I was shooting something and they definitely wanted to get a female cinematographer. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I know the girl. And, you yeah, know, brought yeah. her in. And this was for uh, this is for a feature. And came in, she booked it. She kicked butt. Nice. Um, won't speak on the feature too much. This was not one of mine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I you, you had say, no control over that. Yeah. What I will say, <laughs> what we shot was absolutely epic. I believe What it. we shot was amazing. What she shot was amazing. She and you know it. this because you've seen her work. But sometimes, like, and that's and that's the one thing too that you that sucks sometimes when you go from being in a position where you can make sure you can see something through from you know from prep to post and to all right. the way to completion and everything. And then when somebody takes the work, no assembly, and right. then runs with it, you know, at certain points that happens in the industry too. And it's just you look at certain projects and you're like, man, I this could have been something, especially when you're. Especially when there is so much love and talent, and you bring in a team of people that trust you right. onto a project, 
everybody's rooting for it to be great. Right. I'll talk to you after this about which one it was. <laughs> but, you know, but, but she did her thing. Yeah. She, um, she shined on it and she got plenty of work I'm sure. off of it. You know, so sure. it's it's one of those things. I met her through you guys. Mm-hmm. I brought her one. She, like, that's how, that's it, how works it works in this industry. But you got to do good work to do that. You got to be rememberable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and I said, you, you and I worked on that, that, that photo show thing and and I remembered you when it came to the providers, and I was like, I will oh. never forget. I was that. like, oh, I got the perfect person. Helena was here too. We all were sitting here during the casting in this office. You know, you're the reason, and it just dawned on me at this moment. You're the reason that I probably first ever told that story about how it's incredible to go in for something, mm-hmm. do something small or mm-hmm. whatever, and then somebody that you didn't even really know was checking like that brings you back you because it was a couple of years that had gone by yeah. since then yeah and it was at least two or three yeah, or something and I right. think that the first time I ever told that story it was because of you so mm. thank you for sure for that awesome. that's, <laughs> and, and that's so, good to hear and um to bring it back to what you were saying too like a lot of times if I'm if I'm in a project uh if, luckily if I'm writing it I can kind of figure out as you're writing you're also kind of producing you know mm-hmm. you're going to be block shooting etc right, right. so a lot of times I'll live between video village working with the actors right. on set. I remember, um, and then when I'll try to push all of mine when possible mm. so that I'm not shooting sporadically. Now, this right. last one, I believe it. So you, it you is what it is. Yeah, you can't get but, away from it. But typically, I'm <clears throat> able to do it so that I can go in and completely be present as an mm. actor and then not have to do it throughout okay. because of the way we shoot. So Sometimes like, shoot it chronologically in that uh-huh, sense. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then that way I can spend a lot of the time doing everything else that makes production right. run. So this this last project with Angie's crew was the least amount of time I was able to spend mm. in video. So everything I did had to be in prep. That's why right. for me, the prep was so important. Mm-hmm. I remember the first scene that I shot, I didn't realize they were saying an action because I was hanging up with SAG. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was hanging up because we were pushing through some stuff with DGA and then I was pushing through um, SAG was behind. They're still behind. Mm-hmm. And they called and it's like I've been waiting and I'm, you know, and I'm trying to speed through the call and I hear an action <laughs> and I stall it out, get them off the phone, hang it up and I'm in and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I typically like to avoid. So. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but on that one, it, you know, it was unavoidable. But yeah, typically I try to make sure that is. I mean, you know how it is. Things are going to change, but you do as much as you can. Your job, your your other time to you. Your other job as a producer, like people always compliment me and say this. Boy, you're like the most calmest person on the set. I'm like, because I'm listening. And I'm observing and I'm looking for a fire so that I can yep. go to the deep. To, yes. So I can tell the director three weeks later, girl, you ain't going to believe what happened. You don't believe I can say <laughs> <so>? <laughs> No, I don't even need to say that. I'll just tell them like what happened on the set. Uh-huh. Like there was some shit that happened even on our, on our show that y'all don't even know about. And I was like, that oh was shit. Job. Yes. No, that I had to yeah. fucking drive back up there that night and handle some shit. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I knew when we were shooting at a hotel where really real prostitutes actually <laughs> are. You probably going to do with some shit oh you know real meth heads are really hanging out there you know I, I, rem- I remember being in a situation on the project where the um <laughs> they did not lock in that location the way they oh said God. they did and midway through and this is so many people on this mm. project midway through they lose a location we mm. find out they've lost the location and this is uh, before it trickles all the way up i'm on foot going to every single place that looks wow. similar to the location that we lost i'm looking on google mm. you know typing in things 
telling my story to, to store owners and shop owners <laughs> until somebody said yes. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was time, you know, to kind of get back up and running on those pieces, right. we didn't tell everybody what was going on. No, you, you know, shouldn't. You know, it was just like, hey, we're going to actually pick this up over here. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, called in some favors, right. got some things rushed. But it's one of those things where you, you think it's bad when you sound. For <laughs> you've got that many people yep. that are all waiting to play in one space. It would have been a disaster. Here's 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 some some advice I'm gonna give to you young producers out there. This is for indie shit. This shit is handled on a network shit. So even you didn't gotta right, worry about this. You don't have to worry. <clears throat> but here's here's an example. So say say we're gonna shoot a short. Let's just spitball something, right? We're gonna shoot it at your house. You have a roommate who's hardly ever home. <laughs> they're always at the they're always at the boyfriend's house. Yeah, okay. This happens a lot, <laughs> right? But your house is perfect. Right. Right. So I'm the producer who goes, hey, Lynette, I'm coming over on Saturday at like three. I'm just going to scout the mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. So I scout. I go, what's that room right there? Oh, that's my roommate's room. Can I look in it right quick? Mm-hmm. Why do you? No, no, you can't. That's her room. Let me look in there real quick. Wait, wait for it. So I'll look in there and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, this could be where the actress is at because, yeah. Oh, she got a bathroom too? Perfect. Hey, can I speak to your roommate? I do all of that. Yeah. Right, because I've been there. Yeah. Wait for it. I know you have too. <laughs> Where we were shooting at a restaurant, and, and the, the director's like, "No, nah, dude, I got it. This is my dude. Hey, can I speak to him? No, nah, no, nah, don't worry. I, don't, I got it. I already talked to him. I don't want too many people in his ear. I was like, "Here's why I need to speak to him because I don't want to get there." No, nah, dude, he promised me that. Blah, blah, blah. We get there. This motherfucker standing outside. Hey, Hill, can I talk to you right quick? I was like, "Sure." He says, "Hey, so yeah, the restaurant's open. So um, I, you guys can't go over there." You guys can't do this. I know you need to use the bathroom, but you guys are gonna have to really, you know, figure that out with my with my. And I looked at uh-huh. the guy and I went, "Okay, dude, we'll make it work." I walked over here and pulled him aside and I says, "This is why you are not the producer." <laughs> exactly. Now you have fucked up the entire. How did I fuck up? Because now we don't have access to what we did before. Mm-hmm. One little thing, just like that, will fuck it all it's up. Such a, it's such a, a learning, and it, that's the thing. It's like. Imagine if you couldn't have gotten through that mm-hmm. and fixed it. How much money right. you would have lost the production because now, I mean, maybe that actor you can't, I mean, can't be rescheduled. Maybe they had a hard out. I mean, you just, you just never know. And it's just, that's why when people say, what do producers do? It was funny. We were laughing earlier. All mm-hmm. of that. All of that. All of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that doesn't ha- You're putting out right. fires you're putting water on the ground so a fire can't start. Yeah. And you're hoping you covered. I just want my hand. DP and my actors and my director and them to go on the set and focus on their shit. Yeah. I don't want them to be worried about, yeah. is their bathroom open yet? Yeah. I don't want them to be worried about none of that. I want them to know they are taken care of. They have their space over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they don't have to worry about. You know what I mean? And so it's like little things like that that we try. Like we got you guys another room at the hotel. Yeah. We didn't have that in the budget. We was like, I was like, we have to. We have to give yes. them something, even though we was in there too, bitch. We made it work though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. But at least you knew it was it was us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something you could do, and you felt like you were kind of taken care of on that little tiny budget. No, we did. You know what I mean? <clears throat> we did. And what what's so funny? We said that tiny little budget didn't look like it. Right. And it look like it. <laughs> even 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 that big house that we shot at in yeah. uh, Marina Del Rey or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that other guy. The one or the, the no for um for um the providers. 
when you guys were, oh, were you beating right, up that, that you were beating yeah, up the Asian yeah. guy? Oh my god! And like at that house, like that room mm-hmm. where you guys were hanging out at, they didn't want us to shoot in there at first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 let me talk to the owner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gotta have a space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though we all were in there too, yeah. At least there was a space you can go into. Had a bathroom right off the right. You know what I mean? That stuff is the logistics that you yeah. need to figure out so that your actors are at least comfortable. Because that's the one thing that they're there to do is like, they're there to do their job. Right. And if they can't get in the space where they feel comfortable to do their job, mm-hmm. now you're at the whole production is is, is halted because right. somebody didn't have the right accommodations. You don't have this. I mean, and people know that things come up, but mm-hmm. if you've done everything you can. Yeah. Like we trusted you guys. Right. We trusted that we were taken care of. Mm-hmm. We were safe. We had a good space and some food. I remember it was good. Lots of food. Yeah, yeah food. lots of food. But, you know, it was one of those things where we were allowed to just do our job. We weren't aware that they were real prostitutes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> real prostitutes. <laughs> they was in the shop, bro. Yeah, they was in the shop. <laughs> but that was the funny thing, yeah. though. I knew, and I told Helena and, and um, Denise, I was like, watch. This is the person. And you walked in here, you did that role, you walked out, and Denise was like, <sighs> We have to have her. Oh, we man. have to have Don't her. And I was like, I told y'all, <laughs> bitches, I have ESPN. ESPN. I know when shit is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you came in, killed it, made me look good. Um, I wish we could have did more with that project because I think it could have done a lot of I interesting stuff. It's one of those where you I know? try to think about it too much yeah. because it's one. I feel like uh, it's the girl that got away. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was such. It was a really well shot project. It looked good. It was beautiful. You guys kicked butt on it. I mean, it mm. just you know. Yeah, it's what it is. It's what it is. You know what I mean. I, I don't. I don't have no regrets on it at all. Um, you know, it was. It was fun. Um, and every project you learn something on. And you, you know. meet the people you're supposed to right. take on with you and reconnect with. Like For I sure. say, even the project that you know that gave me such a headache, I met so many mm-hmm. people that I was able to bring back, you know, in some way or another, you right. know, whether as an actor or, you know, or people that I've met uh, for DPs, uh, cinematographer, you know, for, from projects like that. So it's like, even when you don't love everything that's going on with the particular production, if you can take some of the people with you, if you can find some gold at the end of that rainbow, it's still a win. Like, sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's still a win regardless. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Now you're out here. So you're still an actress. You're still clearly. Here's what you've done. This is where I was going was. One of the things I love about what you're doing is, you know, what you call it? Um, create. What you call it? What? Oh, don't wait, create. Don't wait, create. Because um, I always say, you know, the typical be your own boss. And it happened to me during the 2007, 2008 writer strike. And I was out there at Paramount walking around, you know, um, picketing with some of my friends. And I had written this pilot. You know Dwayne Barnes, the actor? Barnes? I don't think so. Barnes, okay. Um, he's been around forever. Um, anyway, Probably so... Probably my face then. <laughs> I'm going to look at my bathroom. Written this, this pilot about him, um, when hit, hit him growing up in Detroit with this, 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 this mother that was in a coma for 20 years, and it was called Stranded, and it's about how all the entire family went into a coma in their own way, you know, oh, okay. centered around the, the matriarch of the family. <clears throat> and But there was this moment where his character is stuck on a subway train with the therapist and everything goes wrong. And I was 
picketing and I had just sent it to a big producer friend of mine and we were outside picketing together and he was like, hell, read your script, dude, this is dope. Have you thought about making that one little thing like a short or something? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. Like, which I always say no at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, dude, it could be like a cool little play. It could be whatever. But I was just two people on the train. It was fucking brilliant. And I went, eh, I'll think about it. You know, I was totally in denial. Three months later, we still picking it. I had one of those. I was literally out there picking, and I had an epiphany. I saw it in my. I was like, "You need to be your own fucking boss. You need to stop waiting for Hollywood to do shit for you. You have the resources. You know how to do this. You know what I mean?" And I was like, "Fuck it. Well, how am I going to get a fucking train?" <laughs> I literally came home that day. Swear to God, it was kind of raining outside, if I recall. I came home, and my neighbor. We at a house that we sold over on um, in Hollywood. We sold our house a couple of years ago, and and my neighbor is a big um, location manager for I mean like Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. like all big shit. And I was pulled up, and I saw her, and I was like, "Hey, girl!" And we just like started talking, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this thing happened today, and blah blah, you know, and, you know, where the fuck am I find a train?" She went, "Oh!" And she reached in her pocket and handed me tickets, VIP tickets, to the um, location manager's expo. I didn't even know there was one. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Wow. So I called my friend Michael, who's a, um, he's like a big um, production coordinator. So I called him and was like, hey, you want to go with me to this thing? He's like, yeah. So we went over to Culver City, and next thing I know, we're walking around, and I was determined. I was like, I got to find somebody. I got to find somebody. And everybody we ran to, 10 grand. 20 grand, six grand, eight grand, yeah. you know, a day for these things. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> you know, and we were leaving and somehow we thought we walked the entire thing and we didn't. We missed one little spot in the corner. I saw the Metro way in the corner. I was like, I'll be right back. I zoomed over and there was a brother. And I was like, this is this is where I learned how to negotiate with people. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, I got this project I'm trying to do. It's a dream little project. It's just a little small thing. I Played it all down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, like, I was like, look, I got a grand. You know what I mean? I need to shoot it for two days on a weekend. That's it. What can you do? It's like, oh, man, it's usually about four or five grand for that, brother. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and I just kept on talking. He was like, I'll tell you what. For you, I'll make it work. On the weekend. I was like, on the weekend. On the weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, on the weekend. Uh-huh. And so we made that shit work. And I have told writers now and filmmakers be the guy who was organized. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got his card, I got home and I was like, hey man, pleasure to meet you. Mm-hmm. Based on our conversation, here's what we talked about. That paper trail. Boom. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Here's the amount of money I'm going to pay for it. Here's the weekend I need it. Like all the details. Mm-hmm. Here's what we talked about. He was like, yes, buddy, I got you. Blah, blah, blah. Here's all the paperwork, you know, from the Metro and blah, blah, blah. Did all that stuff and, you know, a few months later we were doing the project. Now, here's the lesson in it though. You were talking about how you guys had lost your location. Mm-hmm. Well, my ex had a big um, 100,000 square foot warehouse in Compton. So we were going to pull in. So they have these these trains that are on like a 35 foot truck bed or like 14 feet high. Ah, okay. Right? So you have to pull a truck that pulls it on wheels with it. Because I was like, I can't You're stop right. a train. Right? <laughs> right? <clears throat> so luckily, so I had to find somebody who had that, yeah. you know, that capacity. So my ex was going to charge me like, I don't know, it was like eight grand or something like that to get the train and blah, blah, like all this stuff and pull it in with his guys and blah, blah. Well, we get to two weeks out to about to shoot the thing and he hits me up and goes, 
I got to apologize to you. I'm going to have to cancel it and push it. Yeah, brother man, brother man, brother man. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to have to push it like a month because we had some issues with our permit. So we can't get, and he had a, and it was a a freight company. He's like, so we can't get any of our freight in right now. I was like, fuck. So of course I had this, and I bet you can relate to this. I had this art designer who like came out of these schools. She was like the next big, she's probably somebody big right now. And she was going to build, we are going to bring in the, this, this subway train, set it up against one of the walls, like a brick wall. And she was going to build all these pipes of water dripping in it so it looked like we were inside of a tunnel, you know. And I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. Well, as soon as we changed date, the bitch would have another job. Oh, because she's booked. That's right. Like, yeah, because she's good. Here's a lesson. So I was all tripping for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Came down the last day or two before, and I was like, okay. Think like a fish. Think like a fish. Think like a fish. Is it really necessary to see water dripping down the thing? Mm-hmm. What else can we do? What else can we do? And I was like, if we put it up against the wall, as long as it's dark and we know it's a tunnel and we get the right sounds, I don't need that thing there at all. Light that thing up right. Wait for it. Oof. So then my ex calls and goes, hey, so I was thinking, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my guys to go get the train. Um, you know that whole, he had this big warehouse and they had their offices over there and you go through a door and it was almost like a large open room with all these cubicles and like three or four offices that were empty. Mm-hmm. He was like, take those offices and use that as your little camp or whatever you call that stuff. And so, you know, and the kitchen was right there next to it. So it looked, I, I invited some of my director friends, to come. it looked like a million dollar project. When it was all said and done, you know, we probably did it for twenty grand. That's <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And think like a fish. And then I got my friend Gordon Thompson from Dynasty to star in it, and yeah. Queen Grimes uh-huh. played the other. And so all this stuff, and and the lesson in it was this. So people say, "Boy, you're like the most calmest person on the set," because I learned here was the lesson. Every time you trip, and you lose something, you actually end up gaining Come on. some shit. So anytime I have a problem, I'm like, wait a minute, y'all, something's coming up. Uh-huh. Chill. Remember that actor got out? Now we got that actor. Yep. Remember that thing happened with that place? Now we got this. I don't see the lie. I feel don't me? see the lie. That's what happens. And so that's why I stay calm and I don't get all upset or I don't get, you know, twisted because now we got to move the location yeah. up. I go, we're going to get something better. And people feed off of your yes. energy. Like it's it comes from the top down. And so For it's sure. just one of those things where... I, I see the, the sets that move the smoothest. Mm. It's not the ones where somebody's tripping and throwing something past the camera. <laughs> and, you know the, the crazy things that I'm doing oh, yeah. all the time. They do. You yeah. know, but it's it's usually the ones where where everybody feels again we're on the same team. Right. This happened. He's not tripping. I'm working on this. You're working mm-hmm. on this. It's a collaborative thing. If if he's not going to lose it, I'm not going to lose it. Right. And that's the the idea because the second you see the people in charge losing it. You've given license for everybody <laughs> to yep. lose their cool. So now they can't even focus on the moment that they got to get through while sure. you're dealing with. Nobody has any trust if they lose it. Exactly. Something's wrong now, so this is making me uncomfortable now, so I can't focus on the thing that I need to do. And what does the blow-up <clears throat> get you? What yep. does it gain? It gains you absolutely nothing. nothing. And, it, and it takes time away from you doing exactly what you did in the end, which was, wait a minute, do I? And then those are the questions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I think you said it earlier, even when you're writing, Writing something starting in the neighborhood, starting with what you know, starting with what your resources yeah. are. If you already are starting from a place of things that... And keep it small first. Yes. 
Keep don't, it simple yeah, a little bit. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, trying to shoot an action movie on the first movie. I'm like, what are y'all because, doing? And I think that people think, well, this is what's going to get me on. But that's yeah. what's going to expose your budget and right. what you don't have. If yeah. you're writing something you cannot pull off, write something that is going to be dynamic mm-hmm. and then make it more character-driven. Yeah. Or shoot middle it. of nowhere. I mean, In the small. middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and do day exteriors if you don't have enough for, you know, yeah. for... For a night, or make sure you have wet downs yep. going on to enhance the production okay. value, or just the things that you do have control over. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do a poor man's wet down depending on how, <laughs> how sure. what you got. Yeah. And I think that sometimes when people write, they don't start. They say, "I got so many ideas, I got so many projects, so many cool visions," and you can keep those. That's but cool. the one you're gonna shoot is which one? The one that you can do. It's not going to be the action movie. Right? <laughs> it's you not going to be the explosion exactly. movie. It's going to be because you can use the one that you can shoot, like the one you you buckle down and mm-hmm. it looks like a million bucks. Right. Now it's a calling card. Right. Now it's like, well, what else can he mm-hmm. do? Because if you were to wait to shoot the one you've been waiting for, we still be talking about what you're going to shoot. <laughs> By the way, I have to say this because it's really funny. <clears throat> so we were shooting... The other, the other, the white girl, forget I forget her name, who played the prostitute and and the thing. We're shooting at her house with like the the family and all that stuff like that. And after it was over, <laughs> Elena and them were like, "Hey, drive your car to the set that day." And I was like, well, "Not my car." So I was like, "All right, fine. I'll do it. As long as I can park it in a good spot." Right. So I, we found a good spot. I parked it. And after it was over, they're like, "Hey, we want to take the car down to Skid Row." I was like, Skid Row? It's like, <laughs> in like my car? Now, for those of you who don't know, I drive the 1975 Starskin Hutch car. It looks just like the car. You're like, what you doing over that Skid Row? Right. Now, I don't even go hardly east of freaking La Brea in that car. <laughs> so, and, and, and so I was trying to explain to them. They're like, no, it's such a cool car. People are going to be like, wow, how cool. I was like, see, y'all don't even understand what it's like to be a black man riding around in this car. Okay, in L.A. In a good neighborhood. Look, and so (laughs) I said, here's the problem. Not only do I have to deal with the popo, Mm -hmm. right? I also have to deal with some, you know, 16-year-old gang member thinking I'm representing whatever set in this car, Mm -hmm. right? Because they don't know that that was from a movie or TV show back in the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? They don't know. All they see is a brother driving a car like that. They go, oh, who's that? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a straight up, you know, I could be easily caught up on right uh-huh, there. You were up. Exactly. <laughs> I said, I'm not I said, you want me to drive through Skid Row in this car oh, with the windows down. Really? What did they want to happen? Were they hoping to catch So I don't know if you there was a little scene where they she just did like some B roll of like the, it was like I think um there was a shot of um uh the main um pimps driving driving around uh-huh. and it was all that yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was all that b-roll stuff um, 20 projects past that i can't remember anybody's <laughs> name um and and so they did some b so we went i was driving oh, she God. was shooting i think uh denise was in the back or something oh, so they're doing like a follow car on no you? they're they're in my i'm driving i believe <laughs> if i recall uh, uh helena was in the, the passenger seat, and I think Denise was in the back. Oh, wow. If I recall. And yeah, that's the way I see it in my head. Mm-hmm. And and I'm driving, and they want me to drive slow mm-hmm. through skid. People all in the street, I'm like, no, bitch. Uh, I'm not. Mm-mm. I was going 30, bitch. I was zooming by. Can you circle back again? I'm like, I'm going one more time. Oh, 
Man. That's it. I'm not coming back down. You you got the wrong car, Jack. Oh, <laughs> you know in movies, there's usually a whole bunch of security with oh, them when they do yeah. this. I'm not, mm-mm, I'm not yeah, going to do like, it. I got a story for you about that. Too. I've definitely <laughs> been walked up on with, you I'm know, sure. the hood wants their tax sometimes. You're yep. like, no, no, that's not this movie. Mm-hmm. You see all this, you think we got a lot of, we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get through this scene, brother man. You want to be in a brother man? Background, exactly. cross. <laughs> it's hard to shut it down and lock it down like that and you don't have no you, you know, lock it down to the best of your ability that's all you can do yeah yep. I mean because otherwise what are you going to do you can call the cops wait for them to get there you lost the time <laughs> exactly <laughs> they beat and took the camera right, right. in well <laughs> hilarious but thank you so much Lynette this is so good to see you girl oh, so man. proud of you love to see you doing your own thing appreciate <clears throat> not waiting for Hollywood not Hollywood's coming after you Man, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I think that it's what keeps you going. It's what keeps you going is when you realize that you never had to stop and wait in the first place. You know, it's like it, it, it's so funny. The the level of uh, energy, like the shift that right. happens once you right. realize, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. I don't have to be glued to this phone and to these results mm-hmm. because I can get out there and create something not mm-hmm. just for me, but for my people, for right. my you know, for, for the fam and for the people that are putting in the work, mm-hmm. you know, I just always want to make sure that we're doing things that I want to be who I wanted somebody else to be, right. you know, right. <laughs> for me, right. making sure that we're keeping and it. You simple. are, you are that good. You know, I, I wasn't surprised when I started seeing, don't make me cry. I, I wasn't surprised when I started seeing. <sighs> don't you do, do this some shit. right now. We've been all <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's because it's real shit coming from my heart. I wasn't surprised when I saw you start, you know, doing your own shit. So I'm just very, very, very proud of you. And I can't wait for next year. You know what I mean? When when everything is out and people are seeing it and you up on such and such as networks, you know what I mean? And you signed your overall deal. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about it with you. Okay, look. Just, when, when we start the room, bitch, that's all I want to know. Listen. <laughs> well, thank you. Where can people follow you? You on Twitter, Instagram, where you at? I'm on IG and I'm on, uh, yeah, pretty much IG is the best place to hit me. Okay. Uh, so it's Lynette Tichelle. It's spelled unlike any other Lynette you know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> ain't no E at the end of that. Ain't no complicated exactly. words. It's, uh, it's L-A-N-E-T-T underscore T-A-C-H-E-L Lynette underscore Tashel and that's me on um, Instagram awesome and you, you're not on Twitter at all you just don't use Twitter I, I think I have a Twitter account somewhere out there <laughs> 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 I don't even know could have been hacked by now but uh, y'all little 16 year olds all y'all do <laughs> no, 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 no the easiest for me I mean I'm Facebook I'm Instagram you can yeah. find me under those uh, Facebook same thing Lynette Tashel you'll find me that's what's up that's what's up and I'm your host Hilliard Guest you guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool. Hey. <laughs> At Hilliard Guest. Uh, screenwriters are R on Clubhouse, all that shit. Um, let me see. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. Spotify, we are everywhere, all over the world, in every country, <laughs> everywhere. Um, please follow us. Please give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics and shit. Um Please go on our website, screenwritersrr.com. We got T-shirts on there. We got mugs, you know, all kind of stuff. I want to see y'all out there representing that stuff. Um, I keep saying I'm going to buy a bunch of them so I can give them to my guests. I'm going to keep forgetting to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pitiful. Um, uh, Chris Derrick will be back hopefully next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, we got some cool shit coming up. Um, anyway, yeah, lots of good stuff happening. Um, I got to send you this new project I just did. Um, I keep forgetting. I ain't sent it to nobody yet. Ooh. Trying to keep it on the low, low. I'm going to do a sneak peek. 
Exactly. Um, anyway, join with me for 2020 when I get to that. All right, you'll know when. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you guys know how we do it on the rant room. So proud of you, girl. Uh, <laughs> on the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Lynette? 2020. 20, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 22. I'm talking 2020. See, black folks can't take us nowhere. Okay. Let's do that again. All right, We're going to keep it what, Lynette? 2022.